Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, and uh, we've got. We'll go straight into it so that we don't have our guest waiting in the wings. Uh, we've got Cianne Mitchell. She's uh, the uh, director of the uh, Melbourne Women's Film Festival, which is going to be running 20, uh, 23 to twenty seventh of February at Acme. G'day, Cianne. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Yes. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's a lovely day and uh, it was a nice start to the program because we actually got to hear the whole of Little Bird by Eva Popu, which uh, is such a delicious song. Um, yeah. Now, um, the uh, women, uh, Melbourne Women's Film Festival, it's the seventh year and I have to say that it's a very grand affair this year. It's uh, lovely. Tell me a little bit about uh, the, uh, the theme behind this year's event. Yeah, sure. So, um, look, yeah, this program, this year's program, I just, I just adore it. I'm so proud of it. That um, the the theme for this year is connections, uh, and we're we're interpreting that. I mean, it probably sounds kind of quite broad in, in how it can be interpreted, but what we're doing is, you know, looking at um, how women and gender diverse filmmakers connect with audiences through their storytelling and through their stories and perspectives as well as um, having a bit of, bit more of a career development focus for emerging and early career filmmakers to connect with um, more established sort of filmmakers or, or, or in ways that they can develop their careers further. So there's a little bit of um, a kind of dual focus, I suppose, with the theme this year and, um, and just also, I guess, bringing in some really, really beautiful stories that we hope our audiences will connect with, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go a couple of... Uh, uh, We'll follow that theme itself. Um, the uh, you've uh, decided to um, involve uh, people from different. It's not just a. a, a oh no, no. Let me. This is what I really was going to say. I, I went to the launch party for the yeah. um, uh, Melbourne Women's Film Festival, and I was really struck by how it's a fabulous networking affair for a whole lot of uh, young and older filmmakers, female mm. filmmakers. It, it was a great success, wasn't it? Oh, oh, yeah, it was a great night. Just such a great night. Yeah, really, really successful. Yeah, and yeah. It, but but that thing about networking, it's a, a key, isn't it? 
yeah, it's really important, I think, because um, this way the you know filmmakers get an opportunity to meet one another. Our, our whole um, sort of aim, I guess, for this is is we want them to keep creating more work. So, because um, there is there there is sort of some scholarship and research around women who might make a film, they might make their first feature film, um, but then other things kind of get in the way and we don't sort of hear from them again or it's really difficult to get a second one up because, you know, life happens, children happen, it's really difficult to get back into it. And so um, so we're really trying to provide a space for, for women and gender diverse filmmakers to, to kind of come together and be able to generate these networks where um, they could hopefully eventually leads to leads to more filmmaking, more screen storytelling in the future. Yeah, because uh, filmmaking is collegial and uh, it's cooperative and it's all around um, who knows who and uh, actually supporting each other. So this is actually really important because in, in mm. filmmaking, in statistically speaking, a lot of women get the skills, but the industry is male-dominated still. Yes. Yes, that's true. Um, so there are incredibly skilled practitioners in all different areas of screen production. Um, but it's yeah, getting in that that getting through that door. And, and I know a lot of women will will kind of say, oh, well, in that case, I'm just going to go off and do it myself, or I'm just going to, um, you know, I've, I've had a, all these doors kind of close on me, so I just need to go out and try to make this happen for myself. And it's a hard slog. Um, they do it, but, uh, yeah, there's still, there's still those um, barriers. Yeah, that, but uh, also it's about building too. I mean, you can uh, – your, your uh, program is very interesting because there's uh, features as well as a whole lot of uh, very fine programs built around short films. And uh, one of the things that's really fascinating to me looking at the short films is the range of topics – that people have wanted to bring to the screen? Oh, yeah, they're incredibly diverse, all different, all different. Um, and it really demonstrates, I think, yeah, the diversity of women's experiences and the things that they're really interested in exploring through the craft of filmmaking, um, that it's not just this one kind of film that women do. <laughs> I know there's, I feel like there is probably still a little bit of a perception around around that Um a kind of narrow perception around and around women and, and the the stories that they want to tell, but there's all different and all through like different genres, different styles, different aesthetics. Um, yeah, that's it's a real diverse bunch, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know this is jumping around, but uh, you're the recipient of the 2022 Natalie Miller Fellowship. Now that's part of strengthening uh, female experience within the industry, isn't it? It is. It's focused on um, uh, building capacity for women in industry and in terms of leadership. Um, so it kind of comes from that premise of if we get more women into, into positions of leadership and that can help to diversify what we see on our screens um, as well. So a lot of the past recipients are kind of working in various areas in producing or, um, or from First Nations backgrounds because that's really important as well to get women from First Nations backgrounds into positions of leadership. Um, so, yeah, so it's all kind of centred around that in a sort of uh, professional development uh, context. And so uh, one of the, your statements is that uh, it has helped you uh, broaden and uh, come up with new ways of actually bringing more people in and making the festival a more 
interesting and inclusive festival? Well, that's that's my aim, definitely, and I'm I'm still kind of my project that um, the fellowship is funding is is to find new ways of doing those things. So I'm heading off to um, go to the Vancouver Women's International Film Festival in March, and I, I picked that one to go to because it is has a very similar sort of curatorial process to us um, in in taking a more intersectional approach to what gets programmed. There's a really strong Indigenous um, women's filmmaking. Uh, sector there as well and their funding environment is also really similar to ours in terms of government funding so um, so trying to learn from how they're doing it how they're bringing in these filmmakers and connecting them with industry again to kind of generate more opportunity for underrepresented filmmakers so in this uh, uh, festival there's it's an absolutely fantastic program, I have to say. People should really look at this. It, it's really worth having a look at. Um, I mean, if you don't go to all of the screenings uh, over, you know, the 23rd to the 27th of February, uh, one, the Acme uh, screens are beautiful too, and the, it's great to sit in those cinemas. But, mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice venue, I'll have to say. Um, but also uh, there's such a great selection of things to watch. So it, and this is going from the uh, feature that you've uh, chosen to uh, kick it all off as well as the one to finish up with. But you also, there's this, uh, like you said, you've got this melding of um, product that's come from eight um uh, from New Zealand as well as from um, uh, what what is it? Will you call it um, pa- pa- what uh, pa- the Pacific? There's all these different um, Pan oh, the, Asian yeah. women filmmakers. Yes. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful film. It's called Kainga, and it's made by the same producers who have done Waru and Vai. So Waru was an eight Maori writer-director, women writer-directors. Uh, Vi was from across the Pacific Islands or the Moana area. Um, and this one is all Pan-Asian, but kind of Pan-Asian, I suppose, diaspora who, who have moved or immigrated to um, Aotearoa, New Zealand. And um, they each tell a story that centres on this one house over various decades. So it kind of goes back in time and forward in time. But it's all this one house and how each um, family or person or couple um, are connected to this house and their home. And so it kind of raises these really interesting questions around um, around the idea of home, connecting to a place, particularly when you're, you might feel disconnected from it because this is not, you know, where you grew up or... Um, that sort of thing. So it's just these really interesting sort of vignettes of how people connect to home and what home is. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And then there's, then there's also these things like uh, you've made a connection with uh, filmmakers, uh, a, a group from Mexico, uh, uh, America. Uh, to tell me about that. I can't find the name yes. of it in my. Oh, I've, got all, I've read the, all this um... stuff about this festival and it's just <laughs> overwhelmingly interesting. Oh, good. I'm so pleased. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, this particular one is it's Femme Frontera. They're a, a women and, and non-binary film organisation um, and they're located, uh, um, most of them are located in El Paso, Texas, but obviously with El Paso being a kind of border, border town in the US, um, they kind of cross over with some of, of Mexico, some towns in Mexico. So they're very much sort of focused on curating programs that engage with this idea of borders. 
um, in various ways. And this particular, they put a showcase together every year. And so we're collaborating with them to screen their 2022 showcase. Um, and that's got films mostly from sort of that Central America, you know, US-Mexico region. Um, there's one from Iran as well that kind of looks at, again, that sort of idea of borders um, there as well. Um, but it's a beautiful selection. of There's, a, there's one documentary and the rest are um, uh, more fiction narrative films and one animation as well that's really nice. Um, but, yeah, so this is the first time we've done this sort of collaboration. We've got a recorded panel with some of the filmmakers that we're going to put up online really soon as well, so we kind of get to hear from them talking about these films. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a really just sort of nice collection of, of um, again, connecting. With, I keep saying connecting because I know that's the theme, but it's hard not to because it is really about those sorts of connections. All these films kind of work together really, really nicely to um, to think about uh, how you can connect when you're kind of, you know, very disconnected in terms of ge geographical space, for example, um, and those really personal connections that we have to people that are far away from us. That's kind of where these films are leading. So, um, yeah, and it's the first time we've done this sort of international collaboration, and I hope we do more of it uh, going into the future. Yeah, and also, uh, to Sipical, you're going to be sending... Uh, a package from here, from this festival, to them? Yes. Yes, so we're going to send... So we, we do awards, um, shorts awards every year, and so we'll be um, sending our best short winners over to um, for them to have a look at for their next showcase, which is very exciting for them. Yeah, and I'll just remind listeners that they're on Showreel with Annie and we're having a chat with Cian Mitchell, who is the director of the... Um, uh, Melbourne Women's Film Festival. It's going to be on 23rd to the 27th of February. You can go online. It's going to be to get your tickets and it's and see the program. Uh, it's screening at Acme, which is a lovely place to go and see some films. Now, uh, there's you were talking about connections and you're also talking about the fact that you're not just having uh, films, but you've also got a whole educational program. And uh, it's. I just wanted to speak in particular about a fascinating film that you're going to show, which is a collaboration between a filmmaker and a deaf uh, and blind uh, people who... Uh, they, they make this film. It, it just sounds really interesting because it's all about uh, how to appreciate sen your senses, really, isn't it? Yeah, so it's um it's a short documentary. It's about thirty two minutes. It's called Imagine Touch, and we've programmed that with a kind of panel conversation afterwards with the filmmakers and the artists that are the subjects of the of the documentary. But there's two deaf blind women who wanted to put on a theatre show and approached um, a theatre a director uh, Jody Mundy, um, who was the child of of uh, deaf parents, I believe. Um, and so they, it's all about, like, I guess the challenges of putting on this show when you're deaf and blind, um, but also uh, wanting to make, to kind of connect with the audience to get them to have a, have an idea of what it is like um, to, to be deaf blind and have that sort of moment of, of that a similar experience. And so you kind of see them formulate this way of, of getting the audience involved to experience what it's like like for them um, on a daily basis to kind of create that, I guess, connection or empathy or sympathy or, or you know, whatever the right word is for that, <laughs> um, that, uh, 
that uh, yeah, it gets the audience in that sort of headspace for it, which is really interesting. Isn't it? And I have to say too that, that setting up a panel for this is, has been in- incredibly eye-opening in terms of all the accessibility challenges that, that go into um, ensuring that, that a, a festival session like this is accessible to all different kinds of uh, disabilities as well. It's been a, an incredible um, learning experience for me personally to, to be putting this on, and I'm, I'm so pleased that we've, we're doing it. Yeah, isn't it extraordinary? I, I, I was reading yeah. that and I was thinking, how fascinating that is. Um, there's so many things people take for granted and, of course, as things get reduced or changed, then a whole other um, perspective comes into it. And the fact that film plays a part in actually putting that, those points of view across is quite fabulous, isn't it? Mm, yes, absolutely. The power of film. Yeah, the power of film. Now, we just got, um, before, um, just this morning, we received in our email about the Women's uh, Melbourne w- w- Women in Film Festival's visualisation, visualise your voice workshop. So this is a classic, isn't it, um, f- for us to talk about? Oh, yes. This is something we've been running in various ways um, since about 2019, I think, in each festival. So we've, you know, we've done it online for a couple of years, of course, and um, we're heading back to doing it in person now. But this is a, a workshop for, um, it's, like a, it's a youth workshop, a hands-on really practical youth workshop um, for sort of marginalised and underrepresented youth. And so we get a sort of small bunch together and they get their hands on some cameras and they learn from some industry mentors on how to how to kind of create their own sort of screen story. So what is the story that they want to tell and then how do you tell that by, you know, using cameras and editing and all of that sort of stuff. So it's a day workshop, although this year we're doing a little orientation session online to start them off with to get them thinking overnight about what they might want to do and they can jump straight into it on the um, on the Saturday where they can, yeah, start start playing around and experimenting and, and learning from our, our mentors. Yeah, well, and that's a collaboration with RMIT University. So, yes. um, yeah, and so uh, it's Visualise Your Voice and it's Friday the 24th for online and um, all day on the Saturday which is, yeah, yeah, right. yeah starting, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so how would uh, a young person have, get into that? How would they? Um, yeah, they, they can head to the website because all the information's on our website, which is nwff.org.au. Um, it's in our school, our youth and schools program. Um, so we've got a page for that and there's information there. And then they can just register their name Um if they if they identify as um, indigenous gender identities um, persons of colour, um, then, then it's a free workshop, and they just have to enter in in those details and register and come and have some fun. And I suppose we should really um, uh, f- finish by um, looking at some of these features. One of them is called shit. Uh, <laughs> which was I love this one. yeah, it's an award-winning drama. I mean, it's not just a, uh, an award-winning film, but it was an award-winning play. Yes, it's a Patricia Cornelius play, and she she wrote the adaptation to the screen for it as well. So this is the Australian premiere of the film version of the play, but the play itself um, you know, has travelled the world. It's won a number of awards, um, so it's it's a really interesting. Um, I guess adaptation to kind of, it's it's all sort of 
set in, it's these three women who essentially are incarcerated in this cage for most of it, um, and they're trying to unpick what, what happened, why they're there, um, the guilt that they feel over an event that I'm not going to spoil um, that happened, uh, and they're kind of all unpicking, and you can kind of see them unravelling um, throughout, throughout the film. And then you get these moments of flashback that give hints to what, to what they've been doing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting sort of character piece. And if you're familiar with Patricia Cornelius's work, you can probably get a sense of um, what it might be like. Yeah. Um, so there's some. Uh, there's. Uh, we've already talked about uh, uh, the other major f- uh, film. Are there any other features that we should be keeping our eyes open for? Oh, opening night film. Absolutely. It's um. It's a film called Sweet As, which I love the title of as well. Got some great titles in this yeah. program. Um. So it's Sweet As. It's Jub Clerk's first feature film. So she, um, we screened a short film of hers a few years ago called Storytime, which was an Indigenous sort of horror movie. Um, and this is her first feature film, which is a, it's been dubbed as a coming-of-age road film. So it's a little bit breakfast clubby, but for Australian youth, I guess. And it sort of follows this main character, Mara, um, who's been basically forced to do this photographic um, safari for at-risk kids, and she kind of makes these connections. So there's a theme coming up there, um, connections with this fellow youth that she's on this sort of journey with. And it's, um, so yeah, it's a really beautiful film. And I, it's, it's a really great one, actually, I think, for, for teens to also watch. So you have got it as a, a school screening as well. Oh, um, right. So, to, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, uh, I mean, I noticed that uh, your research partner is um, Monash University. And so there is a strong educational element to this, isn't there? There is, and and I should mention we have an education partner in Deakin University as well who um, who have come on board this year too. So we've got some great kind of educational institutions supporting us um, for this program. Uh, but yeah, this the opening night film is yeah it's really heartwarming, and there's a it's a, 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 a the creative team is predominantly women as well. So this job is the writer, co-writer, and director. Um, the producer is Liz Kearney, the cinematographer. So the cinematography is gorgeous, and that's Katie Milwright's work. Um, and it was edited by Katie Flaxman as well. So there's a, it was a no-brainer for us, I think, to, to program it for opening night because it is a really uplifting film, so great to open with, but also the fact that you've got these incredible women behind it as well that, um, that have made it. Yeah, yeah. I, I always sit there and watch the uh, credits to see um, the uh, mixed of uh, male to female on mm. um, the technical side as well as the uh, creative side because um, yeah. this is really important about the depth of um, production and storytelling. Yep, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, tell, tell our listeners how they can get tickets and why they should get tickets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, to be entertained and to see some great storytelling. Um and you can get tickets on our website, mwff.org.au. We're also on the ACME website as well, so you can always head straight there too in the What's On page where it listed there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I should make sure that I say women, Melbourne Women in Film Festival. It's not yeah. the uh, Melbourne Women's Film Festival. It's re- really important, that bit, that in, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Women in 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 the films and behind the cameras. Yeah, that's right. Thanks <laughs> for talking industry. to us. Yeah, and in the industry. And thanks for talking to us today, Sian. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me on.
Yeah, no worries. And so, as I said, this is uh, Melbourne Women in Film Festival. It uh, runs from the 23rd to the 27th of February. It's at Acme, which is a lovely place to go. And it's uh, not just films. It's uh, a whole range of it's uh, a programs of shorts. There's features and there's also a whole range of panels as well as educational elements to this particular affair. Okay, so that's uh, Showreel for today. And to, after, coming up next, is Published or Not. Um, let's go out with some nice music. Is it enough for my baby to hide? Is it enough for my baby to hold you down? I got a feeling that you
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.